0: Exodus 28 Remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of Jehovah your God. You shall not do any work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger within your gates. For in six days Jehovah made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore Jehovah blessed the Sabbath day, and sanctified it. Notice that the fourth commandment is the only commandment which God tells his people to remember. What is the significance of this? Does this mean we don't have to remember the other nine commandments, or could it be that God places significant importance on this one, as he knew from time eternal, that this would be a commandment which humanity would easily be fooled into disobeying? The Sabbath day was established long before the rest of the commandments, being present right at the creation of mankind, it was blessed and made holy by God from the beginning of creation. It was not that God needed to rest that He established the Sabbath, but He knew man would need the Sabbath. He set it apart as a day on which we can rest from our daily work and focus on meeting with God, receiving an intimacy in our relationship with God, by honoring a set appointment He instituted. The fact that most Christians do not observe the Sabbath, but instead congregate on a Sunday proves why God felt the need to tell Moses to remember the Sabbath. I cannot talk about observing the Sabbath without talking about the belief of most mainstream Christians that it doesn't matter which day of the week you observe as the Sabbath, or that every day should be as a Sabbath. Let's just look at the truth according to the Word of God regarding these statements. First, let's tackle Sunday observance. Where did it originate from? Many professing Christians will tell you that they observe the first day of the week as a way to honor Christ and celebrate His resurrection. This is a statement that they've been taught by whichever church they attend, and not something they've proved for themselves, because if they had taken the time to prove this, they would realize that Christ was not resurrected on the Sunday, but rather was already resurrected at the end of the Sabbath. Here's a quick video explaining the sign of Jonah and how Christ was to be buried for three days and three nights. You can thus see, that if believers wanted to honor the resurrected Christ, all they had to do was continue obeying the command to observe the Sabbath. Personally, this in itself shows Sunday observance to be a deception, but I know it's not quite that easy for most. So let's dig a little more. Did Jesus or any of His followers keep the Sabbath? Throughout the New Testament there are many instances where it talks about Jesus visiting the synagogues on the Sabbath, as well as His apostles, even after His resurrection and ascension. Paul visited synagogues all through his mission trips, always on the Sabbath. Notice Acts 13:42. Acts 13:42. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the Word of God. If Sunday observance was established with the early church, then why didn't they just meet the very next day? No, they understood that the Sabbath was God's chosen day and faithfully observed the commandment to congregate and meet on this day. The word Sunday doesn't even appear in literal Bible translations the term first day of the week is found only eight times, and five of those have to do with Mary Magdalene coming to the tomb of Christ after His resurrection. The Bible in history, establishes that Jesus and His followers, observe the seventh-day Sabbath. Notice what the Catholic Encyclopedia notes, Tertullian, 202 AD, is the first writer to expressly mention the Sunday rest, we, however, just as tradition has taught us, on the day of the Lord's resurrection ought to guard not only against kneeling, but every posture and office of solicitude, deferring even our businesses lest we give any place to the devil. This was written more than 170 years after the establishment of the New Testament Church. Roman Emperor Constantine, a former sun worshipper, enforced his own version of Christianity on the empire, and mandated Sunday worship. In 321 AD, he gave the following edict, On the Venerable Day of the Sun let all magistrates and people, rest. Philip Schaff, A Religious Encyclopedia Just a couple of years later the Roman Church also passed a startling decree at the Council of Laodicea. They declared, Christians shall not Judaism be idle on Saturday, but shall work on that day, but the Lord's Day they shall especially honour, and, as being Christians, shall, if possible, not do any work on that day. If, however, they are found Judaizing, they shall be shut out from Christ. Charles Joseph Haefela, A History of the Councils of the Church, Volume 2. On what authority did the Roman Church make this change? The noted Catholic theologian, James Cardinal Gibbons makes this bold statement in his book The Faith of Our Fathers, but you may read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and you will not find a single line authorizing the sanctification of Sunday. The Scriptures enforce the religious observance of the Saturday, a day which we never sanctify. It is thus through the authority of the Catholic Church that the change from Sabbath observance has moved to Sunday observance, not through the authority of God or New Testament Scriptures. I believe it is clear from the above that Sunday is not the day that God set apart, neither did Jesus or His Apostles sanctify this day to be observed as a new Sabbath. But what about observing any or all days as a Sabbath? Is this truly biblical? It is obvious that we cannot abstain from our daily work every day, so that in itself is a proof that we cannot observe every day as a Sabbath. But what of any day? If this was truly a possibility, then why do the majority of Christians keep the Sunday? A lot of Christians use the passage from Romans 14 5-6 to say that Paul refers to Christians being able to keep any day as the Sabbath. But let's note these verses in their context, and note that Paul doesn't use the word Sabbath once during this passage. ROM 14-5 One man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. ROM 14-6 He that regardeth the day, regardeth it unto the Lord, and he that regardeth not the day, to the Lord he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks, and he that eateth not, to the Lord he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. This passage is talking about new converts who were not yet spiritually strong and were intimidated and judged from abstaining from activities that were neither condemned nor commanded as part of the law of God. Notice verse 1. Romans 14 1, Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. Romans fourteen two For one believeth that he may eat all things, another, who is weak, Eateth herbs. Notice, the argument was about doubtful things. Observance of God's Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments and was not a disputed issue. Would any of the other commandments be seen as a doubtful thing? This was a similar issue as in 1 Cor 8, where Paul was dealing with the issue of eating meat which had been offered to idols. Some who were not yet mature in the faith did not understand that those idols were nothing, and so refrained from eating meat entirely. Luke 18, 12 shows that the Pharisees commended themselves for fasting twice a week. Is it a stretch to believe that some were teaching that certain foods should be avoided to be eaten on certain days or that some days were better for fasting than others? Even today there is a large denomination which professes Christianity and many adherents of it refuse to eat meat on particular days of the week, a day that the church does not even observe as holy. Paul did not see God's commandments as doubtful things. Notice Romans 7:12 wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. Clearly, we are not to decide for ourselves which day to observe as the Sabbath, but to obey God and follow His instructions and commandments. Who are we to think we can move a day appointed by God, to another day? Are we not then creating a God in our image, rather than following Christ's example and honoring God in the ways in which He commands? We can clearly see that Sunday observance is not biblical. So what about the Sabbath? Notice, that long before God gave Moses the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, He already gave mankind the Sabbath. Genesis 2-1 Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended His work which He had made, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had made. And God blessed the seventh day, and sanctified it, because that in it He had rested from all His work which God created and made. He tells us to remember the Sabbath, clearly showing that there would be a tendency to forget this important day. Why should we remember it though? What else does God link to His Sabbath? Let's look at Exodus 31. From verse 13- Exodus 31:13 Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbaths ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Ye shall keep the Sabbath therefore, for it is holy unto you, every one that defileth it shall surely be put to death, for whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord, whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations, for a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested, and was refreshed. In Deuteronomy 6 verse 8 we read about the commandments. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Isn't that so clear? It is a sign between God and His people, a sign of His promise of salvation, to be observed throughout your generations. Forever. Perpetual. How does a sign on our hands and foreheads relate to the commandments? We can reason that it has to do with our actions and our thoughts, with our hands we do and with our heads we think, so the commandments, including observing the Sabbath, determine what we do and think. Another place where a sign, or mark, on the hands and forehead is mentioned. Speaking of the Antichrist, John recorded. Revelations 13:16, And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand, or in their foreheads. We need to stay true to the faith of Christ, as Paul urged Timothy, 2 Timothy 2:15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We are commanded to remember the Sabbath, because God knew from the beginning of time that the adversary would use this commandment to deceive people and lead them astray from the pure and undefiled truth and faith God requires. Satan does not tell a complete lie to deceive those who profess to be Christians, just as in the Garden of Eden, he twists the truth just a little bit to steer us in the wrong direction and soon enough we end up doing that which we ought not do and miss out on the salvation promised by God to those who obey Him and follow His commandments. No, we are not saved by following the commandments, we follow them because we are being saved by God's grace, through the sacrifice of His Son, and we understand that through observance of His commandments we are preparing to be kings and priests with Christ in His kingdom. We cannot earn salvation, because nothing we can do can pay the penalty for our past sins, and all have sinned only Jesus and the cross could pay that price and cleanse us from our past sins. But once we've accepted Jesus' sacrifice, we have to repent of our sins, which means we have to turn away from our old habits, and start living in accordance to God's way of life, with Jesus as our example, encourager and high priest. Let us live as He did.